someone in your life who whenever you see them and you like spend time with them and you speak with them, you feel completely fulfilled and happy that you're in like that they're in your life. I think about that person right now. Okay. Well, for me, one of those people is James Wedmore. I've spoken about James on the podcast plenty of times before, so I'm not going to bore you with the details of how we met in his mastermind and then how he became an incredible mentor and he became a friend to me over the years. I'm not going to say any of that. But what I will say is when you find somebody who supports and challenges you, when that person makes you feel seen and heard, and yet they don't listen to any of your excuses, and when that person encourages you to be the best version of yourself, hold on to that person. Because every time I speak with James, I have these little light bulb moments that over time, when you collect a little bit of a lot of light bulbs, your world becomes brighter. And today, I want to share one of those moments with you. The conversation you're about to hear was an interview I had with James on his podcast, Mind Your Business. We were discussing consuming, understanding, and creating content on TikTok versus Instagram Reels. It was a really interesting topic. I know you're going to enjoy our insights and be able to apply them to your content creation strategy. So let's get this party started with James on his podcast, Mind Your Business. OMG. I'm here with Jasmine Starr, the one and only. Jasmine, how are you doing? I'm doing so great. And anytime we could start a podcast off with OMG, OMG. I'm in the right place. I'm yeah. with my people. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking everything, TikTok, social video, organic traffic, all the good things. And I couldn't think of anyone better than you to have come on and share. So before we get into it, for the like three people that don't know who you are, do you want to do like a quick intro of you, your business, who you help, how you help them? Absolutely. My name is Jasmine Starr. I am CEO and co-founder of Social Curator. But before I could actually step into that title of CEO, James Wedmore taught me how to classify myself as a digital CEO. And that forever changed my life. James and I met when I was a member, a participant of his mastermind, guided the way of what it meant to run a digital business, not just have a business online. And since then have founded a tech company called Social Curator, where we empower small business owners to get the marketing resources they need to show up on social media and get sales. That's pretty cool. What a journey. It has been. It's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. When did you get on TikTok? I got on TikTok. I created an account, I believe, in 2019. Yeah. But it wasn't, I kind of sat on it. I was just, just to hold to the name, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing it was Musically before it was TikTok. And somebody on Musically per- got the Jasmine Star. And I can't, for the life of me, connect with that person. So I'm official Jasmine Star on TikTok, which sounds pretty pretentious. But oh, y'all, yeah. Like you had to choose something. No, so. I got the James Wedmore. And I'm like, wow, I sound like an asshole. Um, <laughs> not as not as much as official. official. Like, and the other one's the unofficial. I know. Version. I'm gonna get the unofficial Jasmine Star. <laughs> I'm gonna get. Yeah, so- I, I'm gonna register unofficial Jasmine Star and just make reaction videos to all your TikToks. Well, it's actually called a duet on TikTok where you would split screen. Yeah. And there I would be like pointing and twisting and yep. then you'd be like, no, not that one. Not like that. <laughs> oh my. No, it's just me trying to be like you. And that's what it's going to be. And we call the unofficial. Oh, yeah. uh, well, I'm the 
Latina, James. So I'm going to have to she- teach you how to shake your uh, You're going to have to teach me a bit. lot, a lot. I have a lot to learn here. So that's, uh, yeah. No, so I got on uh, around like 2019-ish and then I just watched and that's classic. Yeah. And James, you can attest to that. That's like how I approach any situation. Mm-hmm. I just watch, I watch, I watch, I get a bearing, I get an understanding and then I learn how to contextualize it for my messaging and my brand. And that's what I teach people how to do too. I think it's great advice too for someone because it's very... I've been saying this as I've been interviewing other guests. For me, it's actually had more of the, I would say, like steepest learning curve in the sense of understanding the TikTok culture and the type of content and the way things work. It had the steepest, like it really took me a little bit to say, I'm, what is it? And now I get it and it's boom. And what helped me tremendously was, is what you did, which is like, just, just start to consume it and you'll pick it up pretty fast. And when you see videos that have a lot of views, it's like, okay, pay attention to what that person's doing. And I, I picked that up pretty fast. So I think, I think anyone who's feeling intimidated, I would do what you just said that you did yourself. But what had you go, like, what was your thinking? Like, were you like, oh, this has legs. Like what had you decide, okay, I need to invest the time into this? Well, I think that the younger generations have the ability to adopt newer technologies. And if you really want to know the direction that things are going, always look at like what a 14-year-old is looking at. And I'm fortunate enough to have nieces and nephews in that age demographic. And I kept on seeing TikTok pop up. And I kind of thought at the time it was very analogous or like kind of close to like Snapchat. And I have Snapchat and I was using Snapchat and I was like, oh, I kind of get how this works. But I think that I missed it too long until I was at the airport and I saw like a gaggle of young girls and they were all like dancing, looking at this app. And I'm like, this is it. Like, yeah, this is it. Wow. I don't get it. And it was such a foreign concept because, you know, now TikTok is so advanced when it comes to video editing. Like it's oh my revolutionized it, the way, and you're yeah. a video, you get it. No, like, it's, it's you're revolutionized. Very yeah. It's so ahead of the curve. Yeah. And to me, it was really intimidating. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I was watching hours and hours of YouTube videos on how to create a TikTok, which seems so stupid now, but at the time it was so new to me. I didn't yeah. understand it. And I felt like in order for me to produce on the platform, I had to learn how to edit on the platform. And I think that that was like the biggest misnomer. If I can tell somebody now, I would just be like, no, 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 just start scrappy. Just put on a filter, press record and go instead of trying to get in your head about it. No, really you do. You have to, I mean, that's how we had to do it. We have a young girl. This is Avrielle. She tried so hard to explain it to me. And I'm like, look, I am really smart. What is TikTok. Yeah. What is yeah. it? I don't understand. What are we making? What are we doing? How is it? And, and she'd explain. It's like, well, it's da 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 da. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And we really, we just had to jump into it and just say, whatever, let's just start putting something out there and well, spend the more time. Now, the benefit of it now is yeah. that, like, if you're on any social platform, there is a component of social stories. So it's like Facebook has stories and Instagram has yeah. stories and Instagram has reels and mm-hmm. reels are basically an elongated story. And if you understand that concept, then you completely understand what's going on on TikTok. If you've seen an Instagram reel, you know exactly how to create, what to produce and how it matters on yeah. TikTok. So you don't no, no longer have to learn a new language. You just have to learn a derivative of a language. Exactly. And I think that was one thing that helped me is I had really gravitated to stories when, you know, I, I was on um, snappy chats. I think the day stories came out, I never logged into Snapchat ever again. And I really liked Instagram stories, except I didn't like that it was only available for 24 hours. And I didn't, it never motivated me to want to put more time in it than 
you know, just the time it took to press record and then upload or whatever. And that's what I love about TikTok is I feel like I can create very similar type of content, but I'm willing to put more time into it because I know it's going to be there longer. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. I don't like that it goes away. It's fine. It does. So it's just like, it's so short form. It's just like, okay, here's my remodel today, but I'm not editing it. I'm not doing anything fun and creative. I don't want to spend any more time because it's going to be gone in a day. And so the creator in me, the creative creator, filmmaker really has really come out because I can spend a little bit more time now in making it look a little special. I really like that. That's a great way to look at it. So how did you jump in? What was that process? Did you like try one and walk away? Or were you like, I'm going to do this crazy thing and post like five videos a day? What was that process like for you? Well, I think that the younger generations have the ability to adopt newer technologies. And if you really want to know the direction that things are going, always look at like what a 14 year old is looking at. And I'm fortunate enough to have nieces and nephews in that age demographic. And I kept on seeing TikTok pop up. And I kind of thought at the time it was very analogous or like kind of close to like Snapchat. And I have Snapchat and I was using Snapchat and I was like, I kind of get how this works. But I think that I missed it too long until I was at the airport and I saw like a gaggle of young girls and they were all like dancing, looking at this app. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is it. I don't get it. And it was such a foreign concept because, you know, now TikTok is so advanced when it comes to video editing. Like it's oh my goodness. revolutionized it, the way, and your yeah. video, you get it. No, like, it's, it's you're revolutionized. Very yeah. It's so ahead of the curve. Yeah. And to me, it was really intimidating. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I was watching hours and hours of YouTube videos on how to create a TikTok. So do you have any that have like blew you out of the water? Or do you have a first one that like, whoa, like this just exceeded your expectations? Well, when I first got on TikTok, it exceeded my expectations in the amount of views that yeah. you're getting. I think that the TikTok algorithm is unrivaled. And so I heard it described as the algorithm on Facebook and on Instagram and on LinkedIn is social oriented. It's proximity oriented versus the algorithm on TikTok is interest oriented. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to tell it who your friends are or what matters. Your actions on the platform indicate and all be all. So if you go in and then you like come out and you're like 45 minutes later, like what happened to the last 45 minutes? That algorithm is that good at predicting what it is based Mm -hmm. on past behavior. And so it's just so much of a stronger algorithm. And what I started noticing early on was the amount of views that I was getting. And then as the platform has gotten bigger, the same way that every platform gets is as it gets bigger, AKA more people are on it, more attention is divided for the content that's being created. So over time, even though the followers have grown, views have decreased. But I just think like if there wasn't, I mean, when's the best time to have gotten on TikTok yesterday? Mm-hmm. But what's the second mm-hmm. best time to get on TikTok today? Yeah. You know, it's just like, there's going to be more people with more attention. It's a land grab right now. So I would just jump in and try to figure it out because it's such an amazing business opportunity. I, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, that's why we're doing this. I see one video. I just scroll a little bit. 316,000 views on it. Do you remember this one? You inspire people who pretend to not even see you. Oh. That crushed it. So, and then I repurposed that uh, that TikTok mm, uh, two weeks later yeah. on Instagram, uh-huh. and that one got over two million. Wow! Views. But, 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 but statistically, statistically, mm-hmm. 
you know, at the time that that video had dropped on TikTok, I think I had maybe 40,000 followers right. on TikTok and to get 300 and 300,000 plus versus on Instagram, having over 400,000 views and getting 2 million. So, I mean, a good piece of content is a good piece of content and proportionately to the amount of followers that I had on TikTok, it got, it had more bandwidth and more reach. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. That totally makes sense. But this is, this is amazing. So what's your thinking process like let's say you go okay i gotta upload a, i gotta create a tiktok video today what is some of your thinking process and something that you're like oh i gotta make sure i do this or i gotta make sure i include that or do that like nitty-gritty tactical any, anything like that that you can share with us it's to be a consumer first to consume content and then understand why a piece of content works the beauty about tiktok versus what's happening on reels is that reels is a lot more strategic whereas tiktok a lot more unscripted, candid content is coming that ends up going viral. There's just some things you can't control. Like I can't control if a, if like eight ducks walk into my living room and then it's put against a trending song. It's like that happens a ton on TikTok and it takes off for things that are outside of your control. But where I did your brain go to come up with eight ducks walking into your? That's the algorithm. Honestly, the TikToks that I get are really like funny things that happen just happenstance. It's just like, oh, there was like a raccoon that got into my trash that climbed into my garage. And now the raccoon had babies. And I'm yeah. like, oh, look at the little baby raccoons. Yeah. I mean, listen, I like animal TikToks. So <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's going to be really important for me to look at a piece of content that I think is number one, mm -hmm. I could replicate it. And this is where it takes like a little bit of a mindset shift because a lot of times like I grew up as a creative, I started off many creative careers and people are like, no, 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 we must be originators. And I value that. I think that's amazing and beautiful. But TikTok has really shifted the way that we consider organic or creative content creation. And that's to look at something else and then to recreate it in your own way. That's right. highly valuable on this platform, which should incentivize a lot of people. You don't have to start with a blank slate. You could look at different pieces of content and ask yourself, can I do this? And if the answer is yes, that's one thing. Can I do it? Yes. And then secondly, would be like, can I contextualize it for what it is I mm -hmm. want to do? I would never be a proponent to get on TikTok just for kicks and giggles. Although if you would like, please go right ahead. I don't have the time and bandwidth. I always look at like, where's my time and where's my equity going and how it can be contextualized for my business. So if the first question is, yes, I can do it. Then the second question then becomes, how can I contextualize it for the messaging to deploy against my business and my brand? It's kind of that philosophy of, you know, success leaves clues. So if you're seeing something on TikTok, that is either trending or already successful, then it's like, don't, you know, reinvent the wheel, just Correct. apply it to your own business. Correct. And I'm seeing a lot of that, you know, where you see people use the same sound or trend or cool thing. And, and it's just now it's applied to their business. And that's like, Oh, that's really cool. It's kind of like TikTok training wheels. That's my, I'm going to trademark that. Like Trademark. I was like TM, TikTok TM. training wheels, TM, TM. Yeah. So, <laughs> with the alliteration and everything. You're literally going to drop a course about it next week. So, stupid. <laughs> 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 Whatever. So, okay. So, so take me further here. So, let's look at your day. If you if you can humor me, if you'll do this for me, like mm -hmm. let's look at your day. Let's look at your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to post something today, Instagram or TikTok. Take me through it. Which one do you want to do? Well, I'm posting every day on Instagram. Yeah. So, I like, just take me through, like. Maybe after this call, you're going to go do something. So, well, this morning. Okay, this morning. walk me through this morning. Through Perfect. Okay. Yeah. This morning, I got up, I meditated, I did a workout, I made coffee, I got my baby up, I dressed her, fed her breakfast, 
had a conversation with, with my mom in hand to heaven. My mom asked about you this morning. What? Like, how is that? Yes. She says, how is that Laguna Beach coach doing? And I was like, ah! he's the best. She's like, that's my mom. She's so in tune, James. Aww. She's so in tune. She knew your energy. Like we were connecting today. That, that's how wow. she is just in tune. And so after that, I decided I was going to post a reel. Okay. And so I how do you decide that? You're just like, what was the thinking that even said, I'm going to do a reel? Well, okay. So this is a little bit elevated. So in my mind, I have two types of reels. One that I am batching content for with the right. strategy, reproducing a trend. And then one, because I do enjoy creating real-time content. So today's reel was actually a 17-second clip from a live webinar I did three weeks ago. It was just a tiny little, I was like, this is kind of like a crunchy piece of content that would actually work pretty well on TikTok or Reels. I have not put it out on TikTok mm-hmm. yet. But the idea of it was you can't complain about the results you don't have from the work that you don't do. And I'm just a straight shooter. And this is the thing that you needed to hear today. And mm-hmm. that was just a clip that yeah. was in the middle of a webinar that I'm repurposing. And probably while you were doing that, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, damn, this can make a good video somewhere at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, if if I was doing that by myself, I would make sure and try to like go back and like indicate where that is. And then if you have, if you're like, you're having a video interview, that videographer, you could tell the videographer in advance, like, Hey, if I happen to say anything in like a 10 to 15 second clip, like, let me know. Mm-hmm. And that person can help synthesize that type of information. That's great. So you had that clip. You just upload it. Did you make it fancy? I'm going to bring um, it up. Is it up? I, it's up right now, right? Yeah, it's up. And then, you know, statistically... Oh my gosh, over- you posted that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So statistically, 80 plus percent of people are consuming content on Instagram and TikTok without audio. So it's super mm-hmm. important for me that I just got that video clip, but then I was sure to add the closed captions for it because people will want to read. In order for somebody to turn audio on, they have to be able to read and contextualize it before. But wow... When I was thinking, I was thinking this would be like a Zoom recording kind of thing. This is filmed on a nice camera. I learned from the best. Uh My webinars now are done, you know, through Zoom, but we have a DSLR connected to it. But you're taking the actual footage from that versus like... Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Wow, so you were just on a webinar. Okay, so all I'm seeing here is you got the video, it's framed, it's framed nice. That's you. And you put the captions on there. Are you using Instagram's native caption feature? Did you guys do that separately? Was that what was that um, for this particular one? We ended up just using Rev R E V dot com, and I think it cost less than four bucks. Yeah, it's like a dollar get, a minute or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like this was like sixteen seconds, so right. it was just like you know two dollars really well spent. And you add the SRT file, yeah. So if you just added that to Instagram or did you um, like okay. that? So, so this is why, so this is why yeah. when we talk about two different types of reels, you have one that like, if I'm planning and creating, I see a trend, I see a song and I contextualize it. I'm editing in reels, adding text at the time of creation. Okay. Now for something like this, where I'm in a webinar, I'm not thinking in the frame of, Oh, what 10 to 15 seconds can I clip out from this webinar? Mm-hmm. So then after the webinar was over, a videographer had said, I really like this part and this part and this part. And he said, okay, I want to see clips of one, two, and three and one, two, and three. And then I went through and I chose which ones that I wanted. He added the SRT files, exported them in Adobe premiere. And then I have them in a document ah, where I, in okay. Dropbox and I just pull it out when I want to. Great. Great. So he's adding it in premiere. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then you have your little description here. And then you're just uploading it and you've already got a ton of likes and no, comments. We can talk. 
Now yeah. we could talk a little bit around the difference when it comes to TikTok and Instagram. Is Instagram oh, please, is yeah. still it started off primarily as a photo and caption platform. Yeah. Whereas Musically started up exclusively as just video. Okay, wait. And so what is Musically? That that Oh, oh, okay. Musically so was uh, a social app for like kids that were like honestly 10 to 14. And you were getting whatever like I mean, Lizzie McGuire. I think that's like, I think I just dated She's myself. Best, you're yeah. getting these Hillary really, Duff, yeah. these Hillary Duff. Yeah, you're getting these little kid songs and that you were singing along and you were dancing. Okay. What and is this? I'm going to go download it right now. This sounds great. Musically. So TikTok bought Musically. And what they essentially bought was a specific age demographic. And so, so no, Musical.ly they, doesn't exist anymore or is it still? No, they merged. They merged. So they were acquired by TikTok. Okay. And TikTok has since expanded its editing capabilities and then its yeah. algorithm. It, they just like up leveled it. And Big for time. anybody who thinks like, oh, TikTok is still for like the millennials or, you know, creators who are younger, I would be patently against that because we see people all the time in a much older demographic killing the game. Oh, totally. The way that it's I'm getting like, real estate investment advice yes. on TikTok. I'm sorry, but I don't think 13-year-old kids are really concerned with, you know, refinancing <laughs> their homes. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah. Unless they're like, yeah. So, and they and these guys are blowing it up. I mean, they're just getting tons of views and shares and likes and followers and all that good stuff. So, okay, so I sidetracked you for a moment. So, you shared the difference between Instagram versus now TikTok today. Oh, yes. So when it comes to actually being able to write a caption on Instagram, mm -hmm. you still have the full capability. Yeah. And I'll, currently, the character count on Instagram is 2,200. You have 2,200 characters to be able to supplement content that you're creating on Instagram Reels versus when you create a TikTok, you don't have as many characters. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people are just using hashtags to communicate. But when you're actually scrolling on the TikTok feed, they're not prioritizing any text. So it's less right. important. However, there is a unique and distinct advantage from my perspective of having to be able, the ability to create a 15 to 60 second clip and then using your caption to supplement the things that you're teaching totally. so that you're doing less responding in like, let's say a DM. Like, what was that thing that you said over here? And you're doing a lot of like follow up on DMs or follow up on comments. Mm -hmm. You can do that within the caption on Instagram. So that's kind of like a little bit like a plus one in my opinion. Yeah. So I noticed it was a bit of a longer description like you know what you're speaking to on the instagram reel that we just spoke about i have two questions now are you going to take that same clip and add it to tiktok will you change it and then if you do what would your strategy for that description be with that clip okay so just to contextualize it for people who are listening mm -hmm. i wrote about i wrote about maybe 500 characters mm -hmm. so it was perhaps four short paragraphs like I would think it was a total of like around eight to 10 sentences, just so that we can kind of contextualize. That would not fit in with TikTok. Correct. So what I would like to do is I want to front load the TikTok caption for engagement by asking a question, although that question might not fit. And so in this particular video, I started off by saying, you can't complain about the results that you don't have from the work that you don't do. And then I said, I apologize. I'm coming in a little, a, a little hard. I'm 50% holy and 50% hood. That was basically the clip, right? So then what I would want to do is front load the caption on TikTok and be like, are you 50% holy? Or are you 50% hood? And like, yeah. I could just say 50% holy slash 50% hood, question mark, which one? And then hashtag do the work, hashtag get results, things like that. When you say you add that, are you talking about the description or the clip itself? 
to the description to the like, description so, yeah okay would you change the video at all at this point no be like identical okay yeah and like i mean this is like tin hat theory like there's no proof but i think if you are creating on both platforms tiktok no and reels no i've noticed that when i create content that's native to tiktok it performs better i've noticed that too and i've only been doing yeah. this for like two and a half weeks yeah. so when it's native to this is important when it's native to tiktok what do you mean by that Oh, like you are actually editing, like yep. you're creating and or editing mm -hmm. using the TikTok features. Yeah. Or sometimes there's like sounds that are exclusive to TikTok, right? Like, so somebody create, like, so for instance, there was one time that I had made this TikTok and it was kind of like a, a screeching of music. And then in the background, you hear like almost a faded girl be like, you don't get it. I'm obsessed. Like, and so I really like that clip, but where did that clip come from? Like what happened with it? And so it was already within the TikTok ecosystem. So I had just used that audio from somebody mm -hmm. else who had created that audio. And when I went over to Instagram, I'm like, it doesn't feel right uploading a sound or a song-ish without knowing its credit or its origin. So myself and our videographer went on this like wild goose chase of being like, where is this clip? Like, who do we attribute credit to? Well, lo and behold, it was somebody who was recording on their phone a small micro clip of Cardi B in a recording session on YouTube. So somebody recorded on their phone, uploaded a clip of a random clip that was existing on YouTube. So it's like, obviously attribution credit would go to Cardi B. Right. But at what point does it shift when the content creator was the one who recorded it <laughs> and then kind of contextualized? This is so, crazy. You know, it is crazy, but I mean, yeah. that's like the future and it's kind of like where we are. But anyway, that sound originated on TikTok, that clip of that sound originated on tiktok yeah. and so that was only living on tiktok and, and, if you, and if anyone wanted to use it you'd have to be using the native recording editing correct because you want to sync it up properly all that correct and, correct yeah. and so sometimes you know like tiktok has their own native filters if you're recording and creating on tiktok they know that filter that you're using is theirs when you add your transitions when you're editing the complete piece, the typography, like the font that's used, mm -hmm. TikTok knows. Like TikTok knows everything yeah. <laughs> and Instagram knows everything. Yeah, I know. It's so true though what you're saying. And I'm glad you said that because I don't know if I've really heard that from our other guests yet. So if you guys haven't, that's, I think that's a big distinction. And also with that, I haven't heard this yet. So let me ask you this question. Do you have any videos in drafts right now? Yes. Okay. I think that I haven't heard that being shared yet. I think that's really great strategy is that you don't have to post, you know, you spend all this time creating it. You don't have to go post it right away. You can just put it in your drafts and you can post it later. So if you like you're in a creation mode or you see a trend and you can go jump. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Or you're, you're just out and about. Boom. You can record something right now. You don't have to post it. And I really like that because then you're like batching within the app. And I think that's oh, a, for sure. But I, really... never, I never trust an app, but that's just me. Like, boy, I, now you're making so, me nervous. Well, because I mean, like if there, I mean, I've heard it way too many times. Like there was like a, an update and then like the drafts oh. aren't there anymore. Right. So what I'm yeah. doing is I am, I'm doing both. So mm -hmm. I'm creating. And then before I save it to a draft, download. I'll download yeah. it. Yeah. 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 And okay. Then, I did you know, that that's too. That's not ideal. That's not yeah. ideal, but at least you're covering your bases. Right. Okay. Cool. 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 Okay. Any other specific tips or tactics you got for us that you'd love to share 
with either Instagram or TikTok. That really is like just like one last push toward TikTok is that even if you have zero plans of getting on TikTok or creating on TikTok, I've always maintained that like TikTok sneezes and Instagram gets a cold. If you want to know what will pop uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. just consume on TikTok. As of right now, as the time of this recording, you know, early 2022 so is you want to hedge your bets, find what's working on TikTok and then create specifically for reels if you so choose. But please know it is originating on TikTok. So what I'm hearing is, is like what Instagram has going for them is like, they're like the monopoly, right? I mean, correct. Meta or Facebook, they have the seniority. They have the time in the market. They have the numbers. They have the marketplace. They they have have the marketplace and they have the infrastructure that if they needed to, oh, yep, we got a new feature. I mean, they can just dominate anybody. But what we're seeing is that a lot of the culture of content and virality is being sourced on TikTok. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. This is really fascinating Mm -hmm. and really exciting. And like TikTok has so much pull now with creatives like... I was listening to a TikTok series on a podcast talking about how now music labels and creators, like their main objective is not to win an award. Their objective is to get a song or a clip that trends on TikTok because right. you're guaranteed multi-platinum. Yeah, because everyone's so going to use it. So no one's just like, oh, I need to create a song and get it trending on Instagram. Everyone's saying, I need to create a song and it needs to trend on TikTok. So you will see whole entire marketing strategies. You'll see people producing, putting out again and again and again, like over-indexing on mm-hmm. that platform, knowing that right now, like it owns like the yeah. cultural creative market. It's so interesting because, you know, back in my day, Jasmine, <laughs> we used to hear songs on the radio all the time. I used my rotary phone. <laughs> I'd use my rotary phone and I'd call in to the DJ <laughs> from the yellow pages. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd, we'd hear a song playing over and over on the radio. And that's how it would get popular today. It's TikTok. What a, well, this is crazy. And I just saw this because I'm, I am, I'm trying to really immerse myself. And I think that's what you're saying too, is like, just immerse yourself in this, dive in and get to know it. And I, I started seeing this band and they're doing these incentives. They say, I forgot what the incentive was, but it was like a giveaway or a follow back or whatever for anyone that uses their sound. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. What they're doing is they're a band and they're saying, hey, use this sound in your videos and we'll do blah, 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 blah. And I immediately knew well, that makes sense because that takes off. And there are, there's certain, as I'm going through, there's certain people like Labyrinth, was that Forever? Oh my God, the amount of times I've heard that song now on it, on, <laughs> I haven't heard it anywhere else because I don't, I don't listen to the radio. I don't watch TV, but I'm on TikTok right. and I've heard that song now about, a th- I know, right. of course, it's only the first 30 seconds of the song right. about a million times, right? Right. Wow. That's just so fascinating. So let me, let me kind of ask you this as we just step into our futurist identities for a moment, because you've been around a long time. So you've seen things come and go. You've seen trends. And I think when people are in it, it's a lot easier to make more accurate predictions, knowing that you just kind of said that a lot of stuff has been this creativity and virality has been sourced from TikTok. Where do you see things maybe a couple of years from now? Where do you even see yourself marketing on these platforms a couple of years from now? Any thoughts on that? I think something else is coming. Mm. I think something else is coming. I mean, I would go out and say like, if I had the ability to dream, I think there's going to become a micro platform. I think the days of these mega platforms they're not ending anytime soon. I do see attention getting bifurcated according to interest instead of social. And you're going to start seeing like nothing has been primed more, James, than a social app that's for photos only. 
I think that there's never been a better time. I think if I had the time and the bandwidth to create like an OG Instagram, that there would be a niche market for people who are like, I don't want to watch TikTok. I don't like it. I don't like everybody. Like over the new year, if you were on Reels, if you were on TikTok, you heard the Adele and Bruno Mars mashup of like my year in review. All you heard in the feed was, hey, yeah, 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 hey, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. And it's like, gosh. Yeah. It trended to such a degree that it almost became grading to hear. It's like high school. Going to be, Once it's be trendy, like, it's not cool anymore. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you always want to be the thing like like the next trend or right. you want to be the hipster. There's a reason why you go to Urban Outfitters and you can find a record player. The yeah. same way that there's going to be a social app where people are like, I really enjoy looking at photos. And I think that's going to happen. I absolutely think that TikTok will be around in the next five years, the same way that I do for Instagram. I also think that it's not going to be growing at the rate. Do you think people are like, I get the sense of this, and obviously you're so much more in it. Are people frustrated by Facebook and Instagram? Here's the thing. I'm going to piss people off. You're frustrated with Instagram and Facebook. You're the type of person who's frustrated with a lot of things in life. Yeah, I know. You should ask for your money back, right? And just get get a refund. (laughs) Or not even that. It's like, you're the kind of person who's just like, well, you know, the cell phone become cumbersome. I really liked my flip phone. My flip phone was just so easy. That battery lasted right. three days. Like you're going to be the kind of person who's frameworking for finding the complaint or the lack or the yeah. loss of the want of what once was. And I firmly believe that in the future, it's going to move away mm-hmm. from like more social and go towards interest, but also like the yeah. origin, the veracity. I know yeah. I sound so ridiculous and people are going to be like, no, you don't. It, it doesn't. It, it, honestly, I, James, like the future, when we start talking God, I'm going to be like, sound super crazy but like the blockchain and nfts and how that's changing the scope of how we show up and our online identity will absolutely positively change how we are mm-hmm. acting and engaging with social yeah. so if you're already complaining about the changes now i'm like whoa 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 prepare your heart there's so much more changing coming right and, and, and look i i hear you on that and I, I always say to business owners these are tools that are obviously they're designed to hook you and get you, you know, sucked into it. So use the tool. Don't let the tool use you. So I guess I'm asking more from a collective standpoint. Are there frustrations building up in enough people that if something like this comes out, that's enough to jump ship or get them on a new platform that would take off? It's kind of why I asked that. that quite. Is it, a, you know what I mean? Is like a people on no, that. No, I don't because history i'm not saying myself or you or any of the listeners but history has shown that anytime somebody asked to change or make a change the vast majority of people don't so i don't think that instagram is so swaggy that it's going to say we're going to continue doing what we're going to do if instagram Mm, there has been a massive like they'll they'll adapt and and so much so that like adam mosteri has come out and saying that they're going to have three types of feeds on instagram three types oh good why they want to mirror what TikTok is doing. And the reason why people are on TikTok so often is regardless of who you follow, you don't get shown content by people you follow. You get content by the crappy watch. And so Instagram is trying to copy that and people are resisting saying, no, no, don't change our feed. And so what Instagram is going to do is have three types of feed, people that you follow, Mm -hmm. people who you most engage with. And then what they're going to be calling essentially is for you, you, which, yep, yep. So they're adapting. I think that they get it and they're going to want to keep their dominance in this space. So it's like an employee that's going to do the bare minimum so they don't get fired. Got it. (laughs) Well, no, I actually look at Instagram as more of like the employee who really enjoys like that prime parking spot and being employee of the month, but is kind of like a jerk to anybody but the boss. Right. There you go. Okay. (laughs) That's good. Oh, this is awesome. Okay. Any final thoughts? 
before we wrap, anything else is on your mind that you want to share with our newbie TikTokers? No, I just, I'm like, I know it sounds ridiculous because you are and will always be my coach, but like at a personal level, that professional level, like ridiculous. you have really, really, no, no, no. You have really impacted the way that JD and I show up in the world as humans oh. and as business owners. And so then just to see you like so quickly adapt and jump in, it's like you practice what you preach mm-hmm. and everything that you've always told us is about things being tools. I think you just model it really well. So wow. I just want to say I'm proud of you. Oh, thank that you. sounds weird. No, it's like great. Daniel son telling Mr. Miyagi that he's part of him. Yeah. No, why should we should do another episode where we just spend an hour talking about me? This would be <laughs> Amazing. And I know everybody would love to hear that. So. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, I love your pink phone in your bathroom. Oh my gosh. And those the floors? Nice. The floors? <laughs> you're such a good surfer, James. You're such a good surfer. Wow. Wow. You're so good. <laughs> Thanks, Jasmine. Okay. Your handle on TikTok is Jasmine Star or it's official. Jasmine. Official, official Jasmine Star, and then all other social platforms is Jasmine, Jasmine Star. Star. So make sure you're following Jasmine on both. Okay, we're gonna link that up in the show notes. If you're not following her, you know your business will probably fail. So <laughs> you know it's up to you. Do you want your business to fail or succeed? And if you want it to succeed, then you know what to do. I also would say reach out to Jasmine, mm-hmm. send you a DM. Yeah, I and, respond and let her know what was your favorite part from this episode and apply what she's talking about here so you can go brag and share your results with her. I think you would appreciate that, would you not? I would love it. Oh my God. No, I'm like, I am the internet's hype girl. Like if you yeah. did it, I'm going to be like, go you, you a baddie. <laughs> go you, you a baddie. Like that's me. That's me. I, yeah. I would love to do that. So but yeah. me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, that's it. That's all you did. <laughs> There's no roll through. Where's the cinematic quality? <laughs> <Audio's> in- <laughs> this is crap. Acceptable. <laughs> do it again. Start over. Uh, Jasmine, you're the best. Thank you so much for taking the time for coming on and sharing so graciously with my audience. I'll see you soon. Someday, sometime. Yeah, appreciate you. you too. I hoped you enjoyed this episode of the Jasmine Star Show. If you're feeling inspired to create TikToks and Instagram Reels, well, I have a resource for you. It is a free guide. 10 easy reels for your business. Yes, it's free. Download it. Get busy. Like legit. It's really good. It contains 10 done for you ideas for reels and or you can apply them to TikTok. Let's be real. And it includes suggestions for audio, editing tips and how to customize the idea for different industries. Y'all, it is juicy. It is juicy. It is jam packed full of free resources and you can download it now at jasminestar.com forward slash easy reels or you can click on the link in the episode description from wherever you're tuning in today. I can't wait to see how you turn these 10 ideas into marketing tools for your business. So download the guide at jasminestar.com forward slash easy reels. And hey, when you do your next reel or your next TikTok, why don't you DM it to me or share it to your story and then tag me so I can see it and just cheer you on from there. It takes courage. It takes chutzpah. It takes cajones. I know if you actually made it to this part of the podcast where I use the word cajones, you are a real gangsta. Okay. Most of the time people will be like, I'm not going to listen all the way to the end. Well, guess what? You, my friend, have the courage, the chutzpah, the cajones to show up on Reels and TikTok, y'all. I need to get off this mic. I'm done. I'm done. I'll talk to you again soon.